This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. It's Corona time. The coronavirus. COVID outbreak. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Forced quarantine. Global coronavirus. Your attention, please. crew, please prepare for takeoff. Now, at the start of For the Record, we sent out to talk to people on every continent about how COVID-19 has impacted them. We've already visited Europe, Asia, North America, South America and Africa. Now, in our final week, there's only one place left. The great frozen land to our south, Antarctica. On the line with us now is David Knopf, station leader and the Davis Research Station. How are you, David? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? We, we aren't are, too bad. Yeah, we're pretty good today. Um, so how did you feel when the news about COVID first started coming out? Um, so we first heard about it back in sort of early January when everyone else did and, and initially yeah, really didn't think too much of it, thought oh, yeah, this would just be something pretty straightforward, similar to the other, um, like SARS and, and MERS and those things, and that it'll all blow over by the time we come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, funnily enough, here we are, you know, nine or ten months later, and uh, it certainly hasn't blown over. We're all <laughs> starting to look at uh, what it's going to look like to come home to a COVID Australia. When are you expected to come home? Yeah, so originally we would have uh, actually been coming home in about November, but that's pushed out a little bit until sort of February uh, next year, just due to a few changes in shipping and aviation um, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it has had a big impact on us. Are you grateful to be in Antarctica during this time or do you miss home? Oh, I feel we all certainly miss home, um, our friends and family and everything. But having said that, this has been the best year uh, to spend a year in Antarctica and away <laughs> from everything going on back home. And yeah, certainly uh, you know, mixed emotions about being here this year. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it's um, very tough for everyone here to be even tougher for you guys having that constant fear. But who is, related, who is responsible for the decisions relating to the COVID in Antarctica? So at the, at the moment, we've been able to keep uh, Antarctica COVID-free, and that's a combination of decisions between, like, the Polar Medical Unit with the Antarctic Program um, and then our operations team as well. And they're, they're in a constant battle between, you know, what the, the doctors want us to do um, and then what's actually practical in terms of Antarctic mm-hmm. logistics and operations. And I, I think that's pretty similar to what the state and federal governments are dealing with back there. Of You know, you, you, it might be great to do one thing, but it's just not going to work for... Um, the population or the logistics or the other decisions around it. So it's a bit of a mix. Well, even though you're COVID-free, what restrictions do you have in place to keep people at your station even more safe? And how is this affecting your work? Uh, So day-to-day, there's there's really no change. We don't have any social distancing or anything like that. We're just business as usual and completely COVID-free. That will change in in just over about, about six weeks' time. There will be flights into... Casey Station um, and then early next year we'll get ships into here and that will change everything. Um, we're, we're really in the fine, final um, phases of working out the plan for how we can maintain separation of new and old communities on the stations, mm-hmm. separating meal times, increasing the medical facilities which are quite limited but well equipped, um, bolstering those so that we could deal with, with a small outbreak if we had one and we can isolate people and everything which ordinarily on a station you, you try and you know, just have one sort of main area, but we're having to divvy the stations up so we can uh, keep it COVID-free. Mm-hmm. Well, going off um, personnel at stations like that, how many people are currently stationed at your station, and is it less than usual? 
Uh, so we've currently got 24, which is actually slightly higher than usual for a winter. We had a whole lot of projects and things to get done this winter. Um, the main difference is that though for summer, where we'd normally have um, 90 to 100 people at Davis, we'll only have about 50 during the handover period and then straight into the next winter, which will be about 24, 25 people again. So um, the big loss has been the summer science program um, that we just unfortunately weren't able to, to find a way to get all of them down here safely um, with the assets that we had. So that's been the biggest impact. Do you have any plans for new people arriving at your station? Do they have oh, to go absolutely. into quarantine? Um, so we at Davis are sort of lucky that the, the next group of people to come here will come via ship, which will take around 12 days to get here anyway, and then it'll probably sit off for a couple of days to, to get the 14-day quarantine ticked off. Then they'll all have to do tests and hopefully be negative, but then they'll come ashore. And we'll still have masks and distancing and separate meal times and a few other things there, mm -hmm. but it won't be as... They won't have to go into a specific quarantine, um, at other Antarctic stations where flights are coming in directly from the mainland, um, I believe they will have to go into a slightly more severe quarantine um, setup than we would here. Now, finally, what do you miss most about the pre-coronavirus world and what is the first thing that you'll do once the pandemic is over and you're back in Australia? Well, hopefully I can go home and sort of hug my nieces and, and hang out with them, but um, I'm from Melbourne, so if I went home right now, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so it's kind of a mixed, uh, mixed question of what, what I would do when I get home. But really what I think I'll do is just go for a nice long walk around the, the park and see some greenery. Uh, lovely and beautiful as it is down here. It's very white. Um, so just to see some nice green plants, breathe some... Get some fresh, nice different colours. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be the first thing I do um, if I'm not allowed to see my uh, friends and family. <laughs> All good. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. No dramas. Thanks, guys. And good day to everyone uh, up there in Queensland and around Australia. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.